Hey, you guys, what is going on? Welcome to the camera ads 10 pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs, comedian, podcaster, fitness enthusiast. Uh, before we start, I have to let you know this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa. Performa.com is where you can get all of your fitness accessories, literally. If you see me at the gym, which, by the way, why are you at my gym? Uh, but if you did see me there, <laughs> um, you would see me with maybe like a cool shaker cup, a cool towel, um, maybe some wrist straps. You would see me with some of those things, and you'd be like, man, where'd you get those? And I'd be like, actually, Performa. I use all of their stuff. They've got meal prep bags, containers, pill containers, just you name it. They've got, you know, they got superheroes. They've got Power Rangers. They've got Game of Thrones. They've got a whole mythology series. They've got MLB teams. Just, just so many things. Check them out, Performa.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off your order. Tell them I sent you. They also have a, you could design your own stuff, man. If you have like a business, you know, you want to put, you know, your business logo on some shaker cups or, you know, some water bottles or some towels, whatever you want, man. They could do it for you. Anyway, check them out. Go to performer.com. Tell them I sent you. And this podcast is also brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements, you guys. Bucked Up, they have all of your uh, fitness supplement needs, vitamins, protein powders, creatine, glutamine, amino acids, you know, pre-workout, post-workout, everything in between. It rhymes with arginine. You're welcome. I wrote that myself. Um, anyway, go to buckedup.com. Enter promo code 10 pounds. That's the number 10, the word pounds. You will save 20% off your entire order. What? Um, what's up, you guys? Uh, I, have a, I have a guest today, so this part of the podcast is going to be really short. Um, it was 4th of July weekend. Hope you guys all had a great, wonderful 4th of July. I know I did. Um, got to go down to Dallas hang out with one of my best friends, Eric Dunn, and his family, and his brother, and he's just nice, man. You know, I've talked about it on this podcast before, um, especially over the last few months, but like, you know, one of these things, one of the things that this pandemic has taught me is just the value of, you know, family, of course, um, but friends as well. Like, I mean, to me, you know, because I come from such a, you know, kind of a fucked up childhood, Let's be honest, um, you know, like some of my friends are, you know, my family, you know what I mean? So as, as, as cliche as that sounds, so it's just been really nice, uh, you know, every time I spend time with people that I care about, it's just, uh, it makes me think about, oh yeah, like, yes, you know, pursuing my comedy and doing all these things and, you know, hanging out with famous people, like, that's all cool too, you know, don't get me wrong, performing on stage and all this stuff, you know, touring the country, like, that's all cool, but also, you know, spending time with my family and friends is equally important, and I, I have vowed that, you know, now that, you know, this this thing is basically over, it's over, man, it's over, I'm fucking vaccinated, I don't care, um, I'll be going back and forth from LA to Oklahoma for the next couple months, and then, anyway, um, point being is that I made it a vow that, you know, now that this thing is over, um, to, you know, continue obviously grinding and doing everything that I'm doing, but, you know, not spend so much time pursuing that thing that, you know, I, I miss out on time with family and friends. It's, you know, it, may, it really did, not that I never didn't value family and friends, but, you know, I just think about like, you know, between doing shows and going to auditions and then just working, it's, you know, my, and stuff like, 
you know, sometimes it'd be like a month or two without seeing my brothers or some of my friends. And so, you know, I really have learned that throughout this thing. So it was cool to just, you know, spend some time with my friends, especially like, especially people that you've known for a long time, you know, it's just like, there's so many memories that, you know, you share with people that have been in your life for a long time. And, you know, you get to bring, you know, your, your spouses together and it's just cool, man, you know? So anyway, that's enough about that. It was awesome. Um, I, uh, I, I have I have a guest and uh, my guest that I have today is, uh, you know, she and I met, uh, we kind of talk about it in the podcast, but, um, you know, when I was in LA and I was working at that place, Model Fit, teaching classes and stuff, one of the cool things was that I got to meet some really awesome, you know, cool people, especially like you know, people in the industry, like tons of famous people. And it was just like, I loved that, you know, like, and you get to just kind of get to know them a little bit and, you know, as people and not just as that person on the screen. So that was cool. Um, but anyway, she was one of the people that I met through there. Super cool. Um, she, she hosted a, a really popular podcast called the half hour, happy hour. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. They would drink and <laughs> they would have happy hour. And then they would just talk about, you know, things that were going on and it was really popular. And then she, uh, you know, they, they, they ended the podcast, but you know, she's been a host, she acts, she does all kinds of stuff, but she's just a cool person. So, um, she was, uh, ah, she was in, uh, God, sorry. My mic is acting up you guys. Um, she was, she had a recurring role on uh con man nathan fillion's uh, show on sci-fi she was on nbc superstore she was a uh, a sideline reporter on BattleBots, which i actually know someone else that was on that which is cool um and uh like i said she she hosted the half hour happy hour and she was working um on attack of the show on the g4 network and uh also on american ninja warrior so she's just done all kinds of cool stuff she's been on bones and NCIS, Shameless, Frankie and Bash, just so many things, Reno 911, so anyway, um, it was uh, was a pleasure having this conversation with her, getting her on this podcast, Uh, like I said, she's a delight, you don't meet, I mean, you meet cool people in LA, I I know people, you know, LA has a bad rap, but there's some pretty fucking cool people, man, you just gotta give, you know, you gotta open yourself up to the possibility, and so um, she was kind enough to do the show, so uh, you guys are gonna listen to that interview right now. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm excited to have her on, but also, um, I'm excited, uh, next week, you guys, if you guys are listening to this, I'm going to be in New Orleans at the Comedy House in New Orleans, um, I'm headlining, uh, Thursday and Friday, the 15th and 16th of July, and then on the 17th of July, which is a Saturday, I'm featuring, so I'll be there three nights, but I'm only headlining two of the nights, they do it a little bit different over there, but I'm just excited, dude, because I've never been to New Orleans, as you, if you know me, I'm a big vampire fan, so between the originals, which took place in New Orleans, even though I know most of the show was shot in Atlanta, it's still cool to go to where, you know, all these places that were featured on the show, and also interview with the vampire, which is one of my favorite movies, American Horror Story. So many things get filmed in New Orleans, and I know I have family out there in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, and even in New Orleans, so it's just really exciting for me to finally get to see it in person. I'm probably going to get emotional. I get emotional every time I go somewhere that I've never been before, especially 
if I'm getting to perform there. So that's where I'll be. Tickets are on sale now. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get, they're gonna sell out, dude, because it's a smaller venue. Um, so that'll be exciting. And uh, so if you know anybody, send them my way. Tell them how awesome I am. Tell them to tell me that they that you sent them, and I'll greatly appreciate it. Maybe I'll send you a token of gratitude. But anyway, um, go ahead and uh, yeah, do that. And uh, here is the interview with my friend, Allison Hazlip. I, t- I listed all her credits. She's awesome. And uh, enjoy the interview, guys. Bye. I record it. All right, you guys. So uh, from, the, with, from the miracles of the internet again, you know, guys, I'm going to be honest. In about a couple of weeks, I probably, I mean, I take that back. I was going to say in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to do Zoom podcasts anymore. But, you know. The truth is that now that everyone knows how to do it, um, and maybe there's a guest that I want that I can't get in studio for whatever reason, but um, anyway, I was going to say, I'm not going to do Zoom podcasts anymore, but I can't say that because there might be a case, but I won't need to do all of them Zoom because I'm going to be back home in a couple of weeks. So um, anyway, um, this guest, um, she's uh, she, she's here. I, I gave her the intro already. You guys heard. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Allison Hayslip. Hello. Thank you. Right. Um, I was like expecting actual applause. And then I just remembered, oh, it's, it's just you and me. <laughs> they, they do applaud. I tell them okay, to applaud, so they, they do applaud uh, and they get excited when I have. So I don't, you, you're not doing your podcast anymore, but you're, are you podcasting no. at all? Are you retired from podcasting or just? Well, a break? I'm not going to say I'm retired, but okay. yeah, I had the half hour happy hour and it just sort of ran its course. And then it yeah. coincidentally ran its course right up to the uh, end of the world. Yeah, I know. Like we, we literally ended it right when the world shut down. Yeah. So that felt kind of fitting as well. It's like, it's like, what did you guys know? You know what I mean? Right. I know. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, God bless them, but a lot of our listeners were like, well, now you guys have all the time in the world. Why not continue <laughs> the podcast? And I was thinking, I mean, they have a point, but our podcast was always just talking about what we found interesting in the news. And I was like, our pod- our entire podcast would just be talking about a global pandemic. And that did not feel or sound appealing to me in the slightest. Um, but we are, the the uh, the four of us, myself, Alex Albrecht, Maude Garrett, and uh, Tom Krafsky, we are now starting to dabble into like doing once a month live streams. Oh, great. We just did our first one a few weeks ago. It was a big hit. So, I mean, we, the four of us still love each other. Right. It's just that the, the doing the weekly thing was, was uh, becoming a bit daunting. So now we're thinking about maybe just doing a once a month live stream and people can actually see us then as well. Like, like on Twitch or something? Uh, yes, on Twitch. I feel like that would... I feel like that would be the platform for you guys. Yes, right? Maude has a, has a great channel. Actually, were we on YouTube? I forget. It's Maude's channel. She has a channel called Geek Bomb. That is both on YouTube and Twitch. I don't remember which one we streamed on. <laughs> okay. Uh, know these so, things. So Allison, uh, I met Allison, and, and I, had, I, I always talk about this, even though uh, it's, they're no longer there. But uh, those of you guys listening probably know, but I used to work at a studio called Model Fit in West Hollywood, or West Wall. Yeah, it's West Hollywood, right? Yeah. Um, and what's cool about it is like one, like I got to do my own thing there. Like I got to play my own music and it was, you know. You played like, the best music. Yeah, I know. The I best. Mean, thank, thank you. I, and, I, and I still, um, I've been teaching a little bit here. 
um, and people do still tell me that. So I, I, I take I take pride in curating awesome playlists. But what was cool about it, one, like I said, just for the fact that I kind of got to do my own thing there, but also I met some really cool people. Like, yeah. And it, I mean, it was sad, you know, part of the part of the, what was sad about it closing was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to see like some of these people anymore. Like, you know, uh, but you're one of the people I was like, yeah, she was always just just good energy, you know, mm. fun to be around, fun, ha- like, it's like some, like, let's be honest, okay, like, you've been in LA for a long time now, I'm from there, so it's like, some people take themselves a little bit too seriously. Some? <laughs> <laughs> I was being, I was being diplomatic, yeah. um, and then, then there's just some people that you just feel good around, like, you're just like, yeah. oh, like, thank you for bringing a good attitude, and just, having fun and you know like yeah I know we're working out and whatever but like we can still have fun while we're doing it you know what I mean yeah well I think that's what was so wonderful about that place too because I remember being totally like intimidated by it because it was called model fit so I'm like okay it's all going to be like tiny tall women doing like little exercises and I'm gonna feel like a giant there and then when I finally went, I was like, oh, this is a great environment and a great community. I almost feel like the name didn't fit yeah. what it was. I mean, I know it was accurate, but it it wasn't what I was expecting when I showed up. Do you, do you know, like, the history of it at all? No. Okay. So, okay. So, um, sorry, guys, but, I mean, we talk about fitness on this podcast, obviously. So, um, so Model Fit, it started in New York, which I'm sure you knew that. Yes. Um, and uh, so the guy who kind of created like the method that we kind of used, you know, um, he used to train a bunch of Victoria's Secret models. Ah. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, like, uh, like what, what's her name? Um, what's the what's the big one? Uh, the one that's friends with Taylor Swift. Oh, I know. Uh, none of like, like, Car- like Carly Kloss. Oh, yeah. And uh, I forget the big uh, there's, the, there's another anyway. Um, and then somehow he and Vanessa, who was the owner of Model Fit, kind of crossed paths. I think he trained her as well because um, she's from like Upper East Side, Manhattan. Like, you know, mm-hmm. her, dad, her dad's very uh, he's like one of the he's one of the owners, one of the, like the CEO, I think, of the, of the Tao group. Like they own a bunch of restaurants and, oh, yeah. and stuff and whatever. Uh, so anyway, they kind of, you know, came together and decided to open like a studio teaching his method. And since he was already training models, they called it model fit. Right. Um, but it, it worked in New York, I think, name wise, because, you know, New York is the model capital, basically. Right. Yeah. They, um, but when the, yeah, when they came to L.A., we did like I did get that a lot. What you just said, like a lot of people were like, yeah, it's called model fit. Like we weren't you know, we were kind of intimidated by the name and we were like, yeah, you know, so that, and I, and I think part of what made it cool for the people that did finally come was because me, Sarah, Triana, who I love and still talk to, like, um, we all kind of, uh, we were like, you know, the open, we opened that place. Yeah. Um, I think we did a really good job of like, kind of like building the culture and totally people feel welcome. And like, you know, it's like, Hey, like, yeah. It like, felt like a community. Yeah. And it, and it, and it was, you know, the classes, yeah. The classes were crowded sometimes, but for the most part, which is probably why they closed, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like, they were relatively small and like, you kind of, but you still had your space and it was great. But like, um, yeah. you know, like people would come in there, like some of the influencers or what, like I, I, I should have used, you know, air quotes. Air but, quotes. Yeah. Like influencers or people that thought, and like, you know, they would have like 
kind of like, I'm too cool. I have, you know, whatever, bad attitude. I'm not going to name this person, but there's a very, she's not as famous, but her boyfriend is very famous. And she was very nice, kind of, but like she would talk to her in class and just oh. sit there with her, with her model friends and they would sit there. And I'm like, and we're like, hey man, like shut up. So like, anyway, to summarize that, you guys were great. Like I loved having you guys every time, you know, like <laughs> even like, I mean, remember like we used to do like trivia in my classes. Oh yeah. Like, why? Like, and I would crush because I was like a yeah. full, like seven to 10 years older than every other woman in that class. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what Pete's talking yes. about. <laughs> yes. But I mean, but you also uh, were, are very, you know, you're, you're a pop culture, you know, like when, um, for like when, when we were putting names together for the, the, the performer podcast, right. Uh, pop culture stuff. I was like, Oh, well, she would be great because she literally worked in that field for so long. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So anyway, that's all. I, I just want to give you some props for being awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. So you're in LA right now, right now you're yes. back. And I'm in LA. I'm, I'm coming back in a couple weeks. Love um, it. Yes. Uh, tell me what it's like right now, because you've been there the whole time. Well, uh, yes. Although I have technically been gone. I I got back late last night and I left LA the day before everything opened up. So, okay. So I really haven't experienced open LA yet. I did go to the grocery store today because I had no food, obviously. And I was like, I know I don't have to wear my mask, but I think I'm still going to because, you know, I'm still like I need I need baby steps back into the comfort zone. And a lot of people were wearing masks. Some people weren't. I wasn't like stressed about it. But even when I was checking out that I don't know how it was like in other cities, but here, you know, if you brought your own bags, you couldn't put your bag on top of uh, the bag. the like shelf place where they put your groceries, you had to put it on a different little ledge because they didn't want like cross contamination things, which I get it. So today I like took the bags and I was like, oh, and I looked at her. I'm like, am I allowed to put these up here now? She's like, yeah, you totally are. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> so there's just little things like that, that it, it's going to take me a second. I have, I have a couple, a couple more than a couple, but like COVID jokes, but yeah, like just, wear masks, whatever. Like, I mean, not not now for the most part, because most people, most, a lot of people are vaccinated. It's whatever, but like, just some of like the steps that like businesses were taking, like, 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 don't put your bag on like that. That's not a thing. No, I know. It's totally, (laughs) that is something that was enacted at the beginning of this whole thing when we all thought there was a lot more, um, Right. Was it like it was tactile spreading when they, we now know it's far more airborne than that. Yeah. But it's just something that stuck around. Now, now, let me ask you this, because I, there's only one Trader Joe's where I am. Oh, wow. So I actually haven't been to Trader Joe's because there's only one and it's actually not close. Um, and in Trader Joe's, what they were doing, like, like the arrows. And so you could only go through the yes. aisle, follow, and they would block it off the aisle so that you had to follow the arrows. Is that still a thing? Or um. I have not been to a Trader Joe's since this whole thing started. Really? Two, yeah. The two grocery stores, I've been to Ralph's and Sprouts. Okay. Um, oh, and they definitely tried to do <laughs> the arrow thing, but there was no blocking of anything. Okay. So I, it, that that just didn't work. Yeah. And I, you don't see it anymore. Okay, anywhere. I was, I was so frustrated because I'm like, like, I, I, 
I like Trader Joe's because you, you know, if you know what you need, you're like, bam, okay, I know where it is, bam, it's, it, you know. Right. But like, there is the one reason I would always go to Trader Joe's because I lived steps from a Trader Joe's and they, they sell my favorite, there's the only place that sells my kombucha. Ah. GT's Strawberry Lemonade Kombucha. Is the, they only sell it at Trader Joe's. I don't know why, but whatever. And so I go in <laughs> to go to where it is, but I can't go because they have it blocked off. So I have to go all the way around the aisle and then go follow the arrow just so I can right. go like, and I'm just like, this is stupid. So anyway. Uh, okay. So let me ask you a question, Allison, <laughs> since everything's been closed and everything, um, Obviously, you're still an on-camera personality. Uh, <laughs> so what have you been doing? Like, how did you find your fitness fix or whatever during this whole thing? Um, so I have, a, I have a few friends like you who are fitness instructors, um, and they immediately started doing Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking those. One of them is a, like, she teaches a hit class, which I have never been attracted to hit classes, but I was sort of like, might as well try this out while I'm, you know, stuck in my apartment. And it's actually become one of my, I mean, I, while I'm taking the class, I'm miserable, but I do think it's actually done a lot for my body. And I feel really great after I take it. And it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I don't know why I was picturing hit classes to it just seemed like the really serious workout, which is not something right. I'm ever interested in. And this, this is, uh, this is nice. I can handle it. Does she teach somewhere or like, like, like outside? She just teaches of out of, no, she just teaches in her apartment. Just zoom. That's it. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh she, she did before okay. the pandemic, okay. she that's was teaching in a park. Yes. And oh, okay. so, yeah, she yeah. wasn't at a studio. I think, you know, I tell people this all the time, like, cause I will always tell people you should do some type of hit or interval Tabata, like they're all kind of very similar in like the principles, right? But like do it. Did you ever go to speed play before they closed? No, but I do know of it. Yeah. Okay. So I used to teach there too. And oh. that was, that was a hit studio. And, but the thing is, is like some people do hit and it's just like, I'm just going to do these hard things and give people a quote unquote, like tough workout. But like, there's no like method or reason behind it. It's just doing hard things for the sake of doing hard things. Right. 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 Then when you get someone who knows what they're doing and is programming it, like if she's doing zoom classes and just, there's probably a method and, you know, strategic placement of certain things, then it, it's, it's great because you can burn more calories while you're doing it, but also burn more calories post like a, there's this thing. Are you familiar with the term epoch? <laughs> no no uh it's so e epoch i don't know if i've ever mentioned that word on i feel like i have but yeah we have at some point uh but it's called exercise post oxygen consumption so oh. it's the amount so like uh, i'll just give an example like let's say you were lifting weights for an hour right um, i would never do that but let's say <laughs> let's say <laughs> let's say you're lifting weights for an hour or let's say you were doing the elliptical for an hour either one right Right. So on either one of those activities, you're going to burn X amount of calories here and then X amount of calories here. Right. Uh, and then post that, like, let's say you did it at three o'clock. Right. So now right. for the 
for the rest of the day, obviously you're burning a little bit more calories because you just worked out. So your body needs nutrients and so forth, et cetera. Right now, if you talk about HIIT training or like interval training or Tabata training, I mean, HIIT training is a form of interval training. It's high intensity interval training. That's what HIIT stands yeah. for. Uh, now, what you do is not only are you now burning more. So what you're doing when you do HIIT training, you're elevating your heart rate, right? Right. For X yep. amount of time. And then you're bringing it back down just long enough to recover. But then before you fully recover, you go right back into an right. activity, right? Yeah. Or, or you go from a high intense activity, like let's say you're doing box jumps or something. And then instead of resting, you're doing like a lunge or something. So it's not as intense, but you're still moving. But so the, any, the, the, the principle behind it is, and we, like I said, we talked about it on here, but you're tricking your body into thinking that it's working at this high intensity for the whole time when really you're only doing it for like half the time you're doing mm. other stuff. But so anyway, because of that, you burn more calories during the time that you're moving. But now in the post-workout, the epoch, you're now going to burn more calories for the rest of the day than you would have just doing resistance training or just doing cardio. It's that oh. that burns yeah. more calories. It's good. For, it's yeah. really good for fat burning and stuff like right. that. Right. And I mean, you build muscle too, but that's kind of where it comes from. Yeah. But like I said, if, if you have someone that's putting it together right, then it's very, very beneficial. I mean, I think she is, because I will say, I mean, I'm sure this is also a combination of not eating out like at all at the beginning of the pandemic, but like a, a month or so into the pandemic, I don't weigh myself normally, but I 100% dropped weight. Okay. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I feel really bad because so many people put on weight and I'm here being like, I'm the thinnest I've been in five years. <laughs> well, good for you. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I'm also one of those people. I'm like, I'm just going to get fucking more shredded. Like, I don't care. Like I'm coming at, I'm coming out of this. And well, I really needed it mentally. Like I wasn't thinking like, okay, I'm going to get really fit right now. I, when the pandemic started, you know, crazy us, we thought we were going to be shut down for two weeks, right? Two weeks to flatten the curve. I know. Um, and I just remember thinking, okay, it's like, I'm quote unquote homesick from school for two weeks. What am I going to do? Right. So I decided to finally watch the West wing. I had never seen the West wing. Oh, yeah, We talked about this. We did. Yeah. So <laughs> I did five straight days of just watching the West wing. And on day five, I was like, I feel like absolute garbage. And I was like, oh, because I have not moved in five days. So that's when I started being like, okay, let me take my friend's workout. Like, I'll just do that for a day. And then I made myself go on um, like a 40 minute walk just in my neighborhood every day. Great. And it, it just helped me so much mentally to do that, to be like, okay, I'm waking up today and I'm going on my walk or I'm waking up today and I'm taking Terry's hit class or I'm taking Jordan's Piloxing class. Like just giving myself a, an hour of the day. Did you say Piloxing? Piloxing, yeah. I don't it's know exactly know. what you think it no, is. I know what it is. I just, oh. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody. I didn't know they still did those. So <laughs> they don't have a studio anymore, but they do still, Okay. they teach it online. And Pilo yeah. Piloxing meshes Pilates and boxing for those of you guys not in the know. It's, like, it's more like dancing and boxing. Oh, really? Yeah. And then at oh. the end, you do a lot of like leg lifts and glute bridges and things like that. Okay, great. But it's, yeah. it feels more like a dance class with boxing in it. Okay. Um, like, have you ever, have you ever been to like a, like, like a rumble or a crew box or any of those places? Yes. It's not, it, you're not actually boxing with gloves and, uh, you yeah, know, you're, you're like, you're like shadow boxing or something. you're totally, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're yeah. shadow boxing while yeah. also dancing. 
but like to the beat kind of right yes yeah exactly exactly yeah um but but yeah I just doing these two classes once a week and then going on a walk every day and doing some sit-ups I was like oh who knew that I could get this healthy at during this time and I'm sure like I mean like a lot of us but that those while I was still in LA those walks while we were locked down were like I mean I must have done a bunch of them because the what else were we going to do? <laughs> and it, it, just getting outdoors and yeah. being in the sun. And like, yeah. you know, I had a few neighbors who we would go on walks. We, we would walk six feet apart, but at least you, I was like having a conversation with someone, you right. know? It was so yeah. like, there was something for me, like, cause my girlfriend was already, she had already come out to Oklahoma, ironically. Um, not cause she knew the pandemic was going to start, but like, it was for me, it was like, I just want to go out and like see a person. Mm-hmm. like because you know yeah. people would be outside and you would just I wouldn't know I don't I didn't know anybody but if I saw a person I would be like I hope they look at me and I would just wave just because I was mm-hmm. that was only human contact a lot of us have or like the person at Trader Joe's even though it was annoying like yeah. that was that was my interaction for the day like it was crazy man yeah you know uh, I, I mean I'm sure everyone knows that like during the holidays and right after the holidays LA's numbers were really really bad right. and so even just going on walks outside everyone was wearing masks it was it was rare to see someone without a mask on even outdoors in LA and then when was it in April or May, they finally were like, you know what, if you're outside and you're not in a large group of people, you don't have to wear a mask. And so the first day that I went for my walk after that, and I didn't wear my mask, I was like, I feel like I'm not wearing pants. It felt so weird. I felt naked without that mask on. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I, I mean, I know I told you, but like, uh, when I came out here, which was like at the end of May, um, like, especially like where my girlfriend's from, that shit was over. That shit was yeah. over already. Yeah. <laughs> like they weren't wearing masks forever. And like old people too. And I'm like, you know, old people would like come in and like, oh, how you doing, son? What's your name? And, you know, I'm like, wait, I'm not supposed to touch you. I'm not supposed to be around you. And right. Did not care. Yeah. And it was really weird. And I talked about it on here, but like I went to a rodeo oh wow okay so listen to this and I, I I didn't realize it was so soon but we went to a rodeo in June mm-hmm. last year right like in June right yeah not, not socially distanced <laughs> not yeah. like and I'm just like I thought it was later in the summer but like it, it showed up on my memories and like there had to be like 1500 people there Wow. No mask. And I'm just like, people back home would shit. Yeah. Like they would be freaked out. And I, I was just like, I mean, I'm healthy, but like, it was just so weird to see how different it was here compared to back home. Cause then I would go back home and you couldn't, I mean, you can't go anywhere. Right. And then even, I I, I do, I do understand in the sense that you know, both LA and New York, like, like the big cities that got hit, it's because there were so many people and we all live on top of each other. And then you go out, like I went to Austin at the end of April. I was just, I was just there. Yeah. And, and I was staying on a buddy's ranch, like outside of Austin. And I was like, 
oh, I, I, if, if I lived in like a place like this, I'd be like, what are you talking about global panda? Cause you don't see another human being. Right. Yeah, yeah, and if you do yeah. see another human being, you're on 75 acres of land. Like, you know, there's <laughs> right. just so yeah, much yeah. space. It's just, it, it was completely different if you were in a city during this. Were you just hanging out in Austin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just took a fun trip. I love Austin. I was, uh, yeah. I was contemplating, I was actually contemplating moving to Austin. Oh yeah. I mean, Austin's great. I mean, yeah. so many people have moved to Austin during this. I know there's a, there's a big comedy, uh, renaissance yes. taking yeah. place in Austin. And I was like, I was really thinking about it. I talked about it on this podcast. And a matter of fact, the girl I had on, I was just in Austin. She's from Austin and I was telling her about it and whatever. And I was weighing my pros and cons, you know, Austin, LA, Austin, LA. And I'm just like, I, I still need to go back home though. So I'm going to go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm ready to go back home. And, you got to see your Dodgers. Oh, I mean, don't think for one second that that doesn't have a big part of <laughs> why I, I'm like, maybe, maybe if I move to Austin, it'll be like in the wintertime, but for yeah. as long as there's Dodger baseball, dude, I, I, I haven't I, been. I haven't been either, but I have to get to a game soon because I just I need a Dodger dog and I need my yeah. soft serve ice cream and a plastic helmet. <laughs> Dude, they, I mean, I went to a game. I just haven't been since uh, I haven't been since it's full capacity. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I was like hoping I could get down when they like did full capacity. But like they have all these remodels like they remodeled a bunch. of Like it's it's oh, awesome. Dude. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. There's all these like more restaurants and more just like there's just it's a lot more fan friendly i mean it's always been fan friendly but like there's a lot more stuff for like the casual go is the is the parking any better that's always no. their biggest problem the parking is not better no I, and, and i and i will tell you a secret off air if you remind me okay <laughs> because yeah. i i don't park at the stadium ever oh yeah tell me your secret ever I, 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 I mean, the last time I parked in the stadium, it's, it's probably been like nine or 10 years. Yeah. And I get out way before everybody else does. And I'm home within like 20 minutes. I remember I, I went to, oh my gosh, this is probably in 2006, I'm going to say. And the Dodgers were in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they were playing the Mets. And I, 2006, yeah, that's a great memory. 2006, okay. Yeah, you and got so, fucking swept, Allison. Why you gotta bring that right. shit up? Okay, this is my point. Me and my friends with this game, I drove, and the parking was such a nightmare that we got to a place, you know, you're going, they're like directing you through these things. And then we got to a place where literally they just told the car in front of me to stop. And I stopped. And, the, and then they were like, you're parked. And I was like, we're not parked. We're in the, they're like, this is where you're parked. And I, and I was like, how is anyone going to get out? Like we were literally blocking other cars yeah, in at the same time, at yeah. the same time. And so then we go to the game and because the Dodgers lost badly, you know, a lot yeah. of people left the game early. We didn't, we oh, stayed until the end. And I walked out to my car and all the cars around my car were gone. And I was like, I don't. I don't understand how this happened. <laughs> like this was a magic trick that all of these cars got out and my car still exactly where it, it was. was. Like, I it don't was like, understand how it happened. It was like the leftovers. Remember that show? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except instead of people, it was cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I, I want to talk about this because I don't think I've had anybody, uh, kind of with your background on this show. So okay. um, you did a lot of host, you do a lot of hosting. 
Yeah. Uh, acting too, obviously, but like you kind of like you you got you got some good hosting gigs. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. I, I tripped into a hosting career. I didn't know that was anything I was going to do ever. And then apparently I was good at it. <laughs> yeah. So, and so how did that come? Like, did, did you just have like a random, so you, you used to host a show on G4, right? Correct. That was my first hosting job. It was tack of the show. Um, and I, I mean, I just have one of those crazy Hollywood stories. I was bartending and a guy who worked, I, I, I had, I worked at a bar that we had regulars uh-huh. And one of my regulars came in one night with a buddy of his and this friend of his worked at G4 and we got to talking. I, my regular knew that I'm like a huge nerd. I also happened to be wearing a Nintendo remote control charm necklace at the time. And he was like, Chris, you should totally know Allison. She's a huge geek. And so Chris just sat there talking to me about like video games and everything. And he was like, yeah, maybe you should meet with our network. And then he got me a meeting with the head of talent at G4. And then like two or three weeks later, I was hired. I, I mean, uh, that, one of these... that's, that's not, that, that really happens. Yes. Still, that's Apparently. Crazy. Well, this was, you know, over a decade ago. So I don't know about still, but it happened back then. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I had a very, uh, one of my friends who I went to high school with, her story is, similar in a way like uh her her dad was like one of those like uh like uh he, he owned like a, a place where they like swoop up cars like an auto shop but like you know they lower cars or tint the windows shit like yes, that you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. this like record producer happened to be getting his escalate or something like swooped up saw his daughter's picture on his desk and was like who's that and he's like oh that's my daughter she's very pretty uh he happened to be forming a, uh, a, a Latina pop group ah, and had her call. She sang over the phone and then they ended up fucking opening for like Enrique Iglesias. They were on TRL, like crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it does, shit like that does happen. Yeah. I but mean, don't bank on it. Anyone understands? <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't bank on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. you know, I was out here as an actor, so it's not like insane. I wasn't like, you know, ripped off off the street. Right. I was, I was in the business already. It's just, you, I you met put, the right person. You were put, you were, you were already, you were putting like a, I don't want to like manifesting to, in a right. like you're putting the work in. A lot of times you put the work in stuff just happens. Right. Right. Like, yeah. And yeah. It's not like, I mean, if you don't do anything, then yeah, nothing's probably going to happen. But if you're grinding, I hate that word, but like, if you're, working towards something you just never know what might fall into your lap right yeah so exactly then you were the host and then you got to do you got to do like all kinds of red carpets and stuff right I actually I didn't do a lot of red carpets thank god red carpets okay. drive me insane got it. um but I did a lot of junkets which there's the ones where like you spend a day in a hotel getting rotated through okay, yeah, yeah, got and it. The, you know the stars are all in their individual rooms and you get like three to five minutes with them to ask your questions okay um which can be very fun or can be very tedious depending on the production. <laughs> right. So who, who's like the most, who's the most famous person that you interviewed? Oh God. I mean, I mean, I've interviewed JJ Abrams. I've interviewed, oh, what's that I interviewed thing? John Malkovich. Um, I think I interviewed Helen Mirren. Wow. Isn't it crazy that I interviewed so many people? I like don't, remember oh, people great. I've interviewed. <laughs> um, I mean, I can tell you my favorite interviews, Leonard Nimoy was one of my favorites. Okay. Um, that's, doc- that's Dr. Spock. For those of you guys that aren't nerds, like 
<laughs> Correct. It's, it's actually Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland was like an amazing, very genuine, grounded interview. And same with Jim Carrey. Both of them were kind of shocking to me. I didn't know what I was going to get. Jim Carrey. That, I would yeah. like to talk to him. I interviewed Russell Crowe. Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, a- any big movie that came out between... 2008 and 2011 i probably interviewed the entire cast wow that's awesome yeah yeah uh so like okay so here's a question so like as a as a female obviously you're an actor now okay let me ask you a question just just for shits and grins right Uh, do you go by actor or actress i say actor yeah just yeah just because you know i i I always say you know you don't say doctress You don't, but I bet somebody would though. Right. I uh, actually, oh my God. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I'll fucking talk about it. I don't care. So uh, I was training there. I was training this lady uh, at the gym that I was, that I'm training at right now. And uh, she's a psychologist, maybe a psychiatrist. Okay. One of psychologists, psychiatrists. I don't right. honestly remember. I think it's psychologist though. Anyway, um, she insists that everybody call her doctor oh wow like and if you don't she will tell you call me doctor oh my gosh so um anyway let's just say i've trained now for i've been a trainer for 20 years Mm -hmm. and this is the first time i've ever in my life fired a client (gasps) good for you (laughs) i fucking fired this lady because she was and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to disrespect women, but she was just a very awful person. Yeah. And she, the first time I trained her, I was like, hey, she showed up like, like a few minutes early for our session. And so I was like, hey, let me go fill up my water really quick. I'm going to go fill up. She's like, no, it's doctor. And then I'll leave her name out. And I was like, right. excuse me. She's like, you called me by my first name. I said, no, I didn't call you anything. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I said, I'm going to go fill up my water bottle. Quick. So yeah. You called me by my first name. I'm like, I didn't. And, but, and right then and there, I was like, I'm not going to fucking put up with this. Yeah. I did yeah. for like two sessions and then it was an incident and I just was like, Hey, listen, this isn't going to work for me. Like, right. And Good I, for I, you. My, for in 20 years, dude, I've, I've done, I've trained a lot of assholes and a lot of people that were like difficult. This is the first time I've ever fired somebody. Right. But the trainer that ended up taking this lady after me, he fired her too. So it's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not Take just that, me. doctor. Yeah, go fucking, go, go train at Planet fucking Fitness, lady. Yeah. Damn it. So um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love that story. Uh, so but my question to you is like, as, as an actor, as, you know, a host and podcaster, uh, you do so many things. Uh, do you find as a female mm-hmm. that, you know, like the pressures of like looking a certain way or like, is it, or are you just more like, fuck it, man, this is me. If it no, is. I feel all that pressure okay. and I hate it. Cause it wasn't who I was growing up, like growing up. I, I mean, well, first off, I didn't understand that I was a pretty person until like, easily well into high school if not college like it just, really? it just didn't, yeah it just didn't occur to me because I was always like such a 
intelligent human being. I did really well in school. So I was always sort of defined as the smart girl. Yeah, you went to and like the Boston. smart girl. You went to Boston College? Yes. Right. Um, but the smart girl is not the pretty girl, at least in my head. They were two separate things. So I was like, okay, my definition is smart girl. And I just ran with that. And it wasn't until like probably midway through high school when a few girlfriends of mine were like, you're really pretty. I was like, I am. So it just wasn't part of how I defined myself, um, which, you know, that comes with its own set of issues. (laughs) But then coming out to L.A., you have to think visually out here. And to an extent, I understand that. But it's so infuriating how how much can be dependent on how you look. And I don't even mean just like how you physically look like I've had auditions where I've been asked to come back to and re-audition wearing a different shirt because they just didn't like how a shirt looked on me. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff where I'm like, do you have no ability to visualize something else? Um, and you know, there's stuff you could not get a job because they don't like the color of your hair. And you're like, well, that's what then diet. (laughs) So so those kind of things are so frustrating. And those are things that that are at least changeable on you. What what sucks is the things that you can't change on you and you just have to live with it, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that a lot. At the same time, I kind of made a promise to myself when I moved out here that everything I was gonna do, I was gonna be as me as I possibly can be, you know? Yeah. I just, it, I, I, I didn't want to, I just didn't wanna be someone who changed themselves so much just to fit in with whatever the industry wanted. And, you know, for better or for worse, I am where I am because of that. Um, So it's, it's tough. It's really tough out here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think like, you know, it's different for a guy, but like, I, I felt that like, cause I started, I started auditioning for stuff initially as a dancer. Oh yeah. So like my first auditions were like dance auditions and I remember like, you know, I've always been an athlete. Like I was, I played baseball forever. I mean, I still play, but like, you know, like I, I was always fit and I worked out and everything. But when I went to like my first dance audition and you start seeing these dudes, like dancers have amazing bodies Mm -hmm. and like, you know, these dudes would be like shirtless and they'd be like fucking shredded. And I'm like, and then remember like you, you, so you've been in the, you're, you're a little bit younger than me, but we've kind of been in the industry same amount of time I feel like uh, yeah. you probably have been auditioning for stuff long enough to where remember when they used to take Polaroids oh yeah it was that was mainly in like commercial stuff yeah, yeah. like you yeah. would go to the casting office and they'd take your fucking Polaroid and then yeah. you, you would and then you would have to hold it afterwards but hang on to that until we call you in and you would look at it and like what the fuck dude I don't do I is this what I look like right I know I know I thought I looked way better than this and so like that's what I really like like I said I've always been an athlete and whatever but that was when I was like oh like I need to look like this you know yeah. like I need to know my angles when I do take a Polaroid or I need to like lean up a little bit and so that was like for me that was to see that like oh yeah like and I felt it so I can't imagine you know obviously girls are a little bit more, you know, sexualized and, you know, objectified and whatever. So I just, I always like to ask. I mean, I do, I am thankful that I feel like it is changing ever so slightly because for a woman out here, you either had to be 
you know, Jennifer Aniston thin, or you had to be an overweight character actress. There was no in between for real bodies. (laughs) Um, I do think that's changing. I feel like, especially, you know, I, I don't know if you watched mayor of East town, but like that show, not only was it an incredible show, but I was sitting here going, this show is doing so much for women in this industry because it was a completely female-driven show, but it was a female-driven show with all women over the age of 40, which you just- What's it called? Mayor of Easttown. It was Kate Winslet. It was on HBO. Okay. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, But, and everyone is just, looks like a real freaking person in the show, you know? Um, so I, I do hope that the industry is sort of shifting more towards that. I mean, we're always going to have our like super pretty people, CW shows that's always going to exist, but we don't need it to all be that. I want to be on a CW show so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? (laughs) No, I, I, I want to be on a superhero show for sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And that's most, obviously the most on. I've been watching, have you been watching Kung Fu? On CW? Not yet. Oh, I love it. You need. You should watch that. I have two friends on the show, which is the only oh, reason really? I'm watching it. And now I'm like, I really enjoy this. <laughs> it, my CW shows right now, I watch Flash. Oh, yeah. That's like one of the only superhero shows. I mean, they still have uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and then the other one. What's that? Black Lightning. Yes. I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, no. And Bat, Bat, Batgirl, obviously. Batgirl, yeah. Uh, but um, but I, I love, and I've talked about it on this show, but... I love Nancy Drew so much. Okay. I didn't even know that was a show. And so I started watching Kung Fu yeah. and there were Nancy Drew commercials on. And yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, we have a Nancy Drew show. <laughs> this is season, this, they, they just finished season two. It's, oh my gosh. It's so, okay. So I was not a girl growing up, um, obviously. So I never read those books. Right. Did you read the books as a kid? Of course I read the books. Okay, yeah. I, like, I'm, I wasn't the demo. So like, I always knew about it. I'm like, I'm not going to read that. And then like, you know. And then they did a crossover with the Hardy Boys. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Nancy Drew and uh, Hardy Boys crossover. That would be awesome, actually. Because <laughs> I read Hardy Boys. Yeah. Um, but she's grown up in the show. Like she's, she's an adult now. And so it's like appealing to like, I'm not watching a child solve you know yeah, mysteries right. and stuff but i don't know man like that's my favorite show right now oh and then, and then okay. when, wednesday wednesday nights consist of me if i don't have a show i come home i eat an edible i watch nancy <laughs> i watch nancy drew and i watch River, <laughs> and i watch riverdale because that shit's fucking hilarious oh my gosh yeah so but that sounds like a pretty stellar wednesday night it's not bad do you watch no. you, you've never watched riverdale no no <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) My girlfriend made me start. She's like, she didn't make me. She's like, you should watch this. I think you'll like it. And I'm like, it just doesn't look like anything. Like it looks, it doesn't look real to me. Like the cinematography and everything, like it looks phony. Um, But she was watching it. So I started watching it and I was like, fuck, I really like this show. And then I watched it stoned one day and I'm like, yo, this is fucking. It's even better. Yes, (laughs) dude. So that's like my guilty pleasure. Nancy Drew and. But yeah, I, I, my my guilty pleasure is Grey's Anatomy. I'm one of the only people on the planet who still watches that show after 17. Yeah, it's on. I know so many people that have been on that show. And I haven't. That's what I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That, when, you, when you see that, you're like, like, like a, um, uh, the, the movie that just came out in the Heights. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, we're supposed to like, you know, promote it as Latinos so we can get more, you know, Latino driven projects. Yeah. But then I'm watching it. I'm like, why didn't I get the fucking audition for this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like every Latino except for me. Like, what the hell? And you're a dancer. And I'm a dancer and I can sing. Like, yeah. where was I that day? Come on, Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Is, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel you, dude. There's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is, okay, really quick, because I, I, I didn't want to forget. Um, I want to know how this happened. So one day <laughs> I'm flipping. And I this is what I love, too, about just like knowing so many people is like, flipping channels like because I remember you're you and Lily are good friends she was on this podcast um and one day I was flipping the channel I was watching something and she was on like a CW like seed thing and I was like Lily this is you she's like yeah that was so long ago and I'm like I've never seen this ever but like so one of my favorite things is just like I will just randomly see people I know in things I'm like oh my god it's so-and-so and so I'm flipping the channel or watching something and then and so knowing you from model fit and they just know right. and then here's Allison in a commercial for I don't even know what it's for tire rack <laughs> it's for a tire <laughs> rack and she's flipping tires like you guys see me in my workout videos like the gym that the gyms that I go to right now don't have tires so I haven't posted any of those videos in a while but like I like flipping tires and then I see a commercial and Allison is on it flipping tires. I'm like, dude, I just saw a commercial with you flipping tires. I know. Like, so the, the, that commercial was so funny. So I actually auditioned to be um, the, the person who works at Tire Rack answering the so The commercial is me in, in a CrossFit gym flipping tires. I'm not very good. I'm just like, you know, someone who's trying to get through a workout, flipping this, flipping this giant tire. And I, I, I think these questions in my head about, oh, I could get the tires replaced on my car if I did this or whatever. And then it cuts to tire rack employees answering the questions that I've asked in my head. So when I auditioned, I auditioned to be one of those employees. Great. So, you know, I was just standing there being like at tire rack, you can yada, yada, yada. So I get a call back for this commercial. And I go in and when you're at a commercial callback, it's like the casting director, the um, director and like five to 10 producers of the commercial, like the ad agency and all of them. There's so many people that are in the room and you're just on the spot being a weird commercial actor. Um, and, uh, you know, they asked me to do the little spiel and I do like my I'm tire rack, yada, yada. And the director goes, hey, let's see her do the CrossFit one. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what this is. Like, all I know is my part. Right. And he's like, yeah, here. And they like hand me a weird bag that held a tripod or something. They're like, just kind of pick this up and we're going to say questions and we just want to see you thinking them in your head. And I'm like, all right. And so like, I, you know, pretend to lift this thing up and they're like, Hmm, I could change my tires. And I'm just sitting here like pretending to think these questions, I, whatever, that's it. And then I leave the room and I'm like, don't have any idea how that went. Right. Well, the next day, my agent calls me, my commercial agent calls me and she's like, Hey, you booked the tire rack commercial. And I go, Oh, great. I'm like, which role? And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, they had me audition for another role when I was in the callback. She's like, Oh no, I, it's the employee. And I'm like, okay, great. Cool. I'm the employee. Got it. And so I go to my, however many days later, I go to my fitting and they're like, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm Allison Hayes. I'm here for my fitting. And they're like, Oh, okay, great. Um, you're going to go over there with the workout clothes. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, you're going to be in a gym. And I'm like, 
I'm an employee, aren't I? They're like, and they're checking. They're like, no, it says you're the CrossFit girl. And I was like, what do you mean I'm the CrossFit girl? I did not even know CrossFit girl existed in this commercial until the callback. So anyway, that's what I booked. And so I, you know, I do the whole fitting and I'm asking the producers there. I was like, okay, so is someone going to be on set to show me how to lift a tire because I don't do CrossFit. Like that was not part of the job description. And the guy, the the producer I talked to, he was like, Oh, uh, we didn't think about that. I was like, okay, well maybe (laughs) I'll like watch some YouTube videos. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Watch some YouTube videos. All right. So I go home and I start watching YouTube videos and like these YouTube videos of dudes flipping tires. These guys are like, this tire's 800 pounds. And And I'm, I was like, are you kidding me? I cannot lift 800 pounds of tire. And also, by the way, I'm like trying to, I'm looking up videos for good structure. Cause the last thing I want is to have bad structure, bad posture while I'm doing this. Cause I know right. like CrossFit bros will lose their shit seeing someone flipping a tire incorrectly right. on a tire rack commercial. So <laughs> I'm like trying to pay attention to posture and all this kind of stuff. And every video is telling me a different thing. Like every video is like, this is how you do it. And then the next video is like, you do it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. So I get to set the next day and they have the set medic take me through a series of stretches. Oh, <laughs> They're like, we don't want you getting hurt. I'm like, yeah, thank you. And then I finally get to the set with the tire and I'm like, okay, how much does this tire weigh? And they're like, it's about 60 pounds. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. At least it's not an 800 pound tire. It's a 60 pound tire. And if you watch the commercial, I think I flip it. I think I lift it three times in the commercial, yeah, right? I think well, so. we shot it 50 times. times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I lift that tire. So you lift anything a zillion times. It's going to get exhausting. Right. Also, it's using muscles in my arm that I never used before. Yeah, your, right there in your forearm. <laughs> yes, then... exactly. So like getting near the end of it, I'm like going through it. And I, 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 at one point I picked up the tire and it just dropped. And I was like, I'm sorry. And everyone just like laughed so hard. I was like, you guys, this is really hard. <laughs> and it was just one of those moments where it's, you know, it's so shocking to me that producers don't actually think about what the actors have to do in the commercial. Yeah. It would have made so much sense if they were like, hey, we want someone who does CrossFit. But I think they specifically wanted someone who didn't look like they did CrossFit because that's part of the joke is like, I don't look like a CrossFit person. I look like someone who's just like trying to make it through a workout. But that also means I had to actually do it. Right. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm actually surprised because I did. Uh, I've done a couple like fitness commercial type, you know, and both of the productions that I was on, they had like fake weights. So like if I if Can I go yeah yeah like if I go back in my archives like I have a picture of me it's I, it looks like I'm holding a barbell with like with like two plates on each side which would be like 225 pounds yeah and I'm holding it with one hand over my head and it was like it was light as a feather and I'm surprised that they didn't have that because it looks real on camera right like I mean they can make fake things I'm su- listen they didn't even think about me. <laughs> having to actually flip a tire so there's no way someone thought about getting me a fake tire <laughs> that's funny dude that's, yeah. ho- that's hollywood right yep but you know what i had a great time in that commercial everyone was super fun i got paid very well yeah. <laughs> i have no complaints <laughs> yeah exactly no complaints man just fucking cash the check dude yeah no one's mad at that uh okay uh fun question if mm-hmm. you had uh 
like career-wise like mm -hmm. what's your dream job Ooh. um well i have always wanted to be a series regular on a show uh like breaking bad or mr robot something dark and heady okay but with with humor in it and you know um very stylized Got stuff it. that makes you like think sometimes you go to bed and you're angry at an episode you know that that's the kind of work that i want yeah. to be doing yeah okay. I like it. Let's put it out there. Yeah. I hope you get it. I hope you. Thanks. No, not no. I'm not going to say that. You will get it, Alex. You will. Yeah. I'm. I'm very. Uh, I'm just like. Yeah. Just say it. like. You, like one of the things I would always and I still don't like it, but like when people say like they're an aspiring this, I'm like right. Just say you're a this man. You're, like, yeah. Exactly. Like you're an actor or you're a dancer or whatever. Like don't say aspiring. Like that makes it sound like you're I don't know just like just have the confidence and be like yeah like I'm gonna do this and yeah so, like I always tell people like like why do you like why do you work out so hard Peter because I'm gonna be in a fucking superhero movie like hell that's yeah that's and, and and so and I talked about it before on here but like uh I always fuck up his name I know you know his name uh Kumail oh, Nanjiani yes yeah when he, he got the Eternals right right and got super ripped. <laughs> super jacked, right? And then everyone, uh, haters on the internet or whatever, people talking shit like this and that, like he sold out and blah, blah, blah. Right. And like, I thought he he's not a nerd. He's he, looking at me just like everyone. But it's like, so my point is, when I book that superhero thing, I'm not going to have that crazy. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's been right. Like, That's exactly what he was supposed to yeah, be. He's yeah. been doing this his whole time. Like we've been telling him to stop working out so hard. But he said he's in the <laughs> like that and there won't be any controversy. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, Allison, uh, do you have anything coming up that we can look out for? I mean, no, because the world's been shut down. <laughs> uh, but you can definitely check out uh, over the, over the pandemic. Uh, me and two of my girlfriends released a web series called Heart Baby yeah. Eggplant. Heart Baby you Eggplant on YouTube. Yep, and Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and and you guys, you guys, you guys did everything yourself, which I love. We like, did. We we crowdfunded. We shot the whole thing in five days. We wrapped nine days before Laura, one of our stars gave birth. Oh, wow. So it's, it's all based on our actual lives and true stories. And is, I hope very funny. It is very yeah. funny. It yeah, is yeah, very funny. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, um, okay. We'll put, I'll, I'll put, uh, I'll put that in the show notes. So great. we'll make it easy for them. Uh, heart baby eggplant. I'll put it in the show notes and then you're on Instagram, uh, at, uh, it's your name, right? Just yeah. Name. Just, Instagram and Twitter at Allison Hayslip. At Allison Hayslip. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. If you guys are listening to this, what day is it today that this comes out? Um, yeah, I'm going to be, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I'm going to be in New Orleans, you guys. July 5th. July 5th. I know I've never been. I'm never excited. <gasps> oh, I have so much fun. I, I, I've never been. And so this, the thing for me, Allison, as a mm -hmm. comedian, once I started like booking professional comedy jobs, um, it got really hard for me to go anywhere for like a vacation. Right. If I, if I knew I could be getting up on stage. Yes. Um, so I don't go to places that have comedy clubs unless I'm working. Uh, okay. So I'm working in New Orleans. So I'm very, nice. I, I, but I've never been. So it's like, it's going to be exciting because I get to perform, but also because I've never been to New Orleans and there's so much history. Uh, when do you perform? 
the 15th, 16th, and 17th, I'll be at the Comedy House, New Orleans. Um, tickets are available online. I'll post it as well a bunch of times, but I'm very excited, you guys. I'm headlining too. So if what? You guys, yeah, if you guys know anybody, and I know I tricked them into thinking that I can headline. So uh, <laughs> if you guys know anybody in New Orleans, tell them to come see me. And I got a good friend who's there right now. I'll definitely oh, tell really? her. Okay, yes. now let me let me ask you this because yeah. this is just, this is just, I had this conversation with somebody. Um, one of the reasons I, I think I, I, I'm so intrigued by New Orleans, other than like just so much history, is like so many vampire tales Ooh, yeah. take place in New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. like Interview with the Vampire. And I was a big Vampire Diaries fan, which- Of course uh, you were. Yeah, I, it's my favorite show, dude, still. Uh, <laughs> but the spinoff of the Vampire Diaries, the originals, uh, right. took place in New Orleans as well. Yes. And uh, there's just, uh, I mean, I just, I, I've secretly always wanted to become a vampire. Uh, well, I hope your dream comes true while you're there. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I am just going to say, I hope. That's, on that I, one. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, dude, wouldn't it be so cool if like I became a vampire while I, like, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. I'm, and I'm being serious, Allison. Okay. Do you think that vampires exist? And don't, and don't spare my feelings i i don't think vampires exist in the way that we have come to believe vampires are okay does that so, make sense as i stumble through that sentence yeah, yeah so yeah. i mean so you don't think there's people going around sucking the blood out of humans no but i would not be surprised if we did find out but in actuality, you know, in, you know, 1600 Romania, that there were people who... Uh, Vlad the Impaler, hello. Right, exactly. Then there were people who, like, <laughs> experimented and, and thought they were living longer because they were drinking blood of human, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one more question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope it's just as serious as the last one. It is. Do you think that there's a secret group of Hollywood elites eating ba- <laughs> eating baby's blood? No. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it sounds ridiculous because it is. Yeah. But the amount of people here that believe that that's a real wow. thing is part of the reason why this country has kind of yeah uh but it's okay so i'm glad you know okay good yeah it's not true. it's not true you guys it's not but, true um so anyway yeah comedy house new orleans uh july 15th 16th and 17th um come say hi and then watch allison like i said i'll put out everything in the show notes to make it really easy for you guys so this has been the camera ants 10 pounds thanks for listening if you're listening on apple leave a review please rate it you guys are awesome hang on one second allison i'll see you guys next